Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Positivity Podcast. In today's episode, I'm with Ahmed Safraz. He's an entrepreneur, public speaker, and has much work experience in the legal sector. In today's episode, we talk about many topics from COVID-19, passion, mindset, education, and living your best life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Positivity, 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 in. Safraz, how are you doing? Hi, Adam. Good evening. Hi, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you very okay. Oh, great. How can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. That's great. Okay. Okay. So, how is it there? Where are you in the UK? I'm, um, I'm located in the southwest, a um, place called Cornwall. Cornwall. So, it's okay. like uh, the coastal part of, of the United Kingdom. Oh, very nice. I've been to the UK in 2012. Nice. Uh, That was in Essex. I was in Braintree. Oh, Essex, yeah. Yeah, I was there for for a couple of uh, weeks. Oh, nice. What what, what do you think to the UK? Well, I was working with the law enforcement agency. Oh, wow. uh, That was way back. So I was there to participate in one of the, you know... uh, uh, writ been passed by the high court. Yes, yeah. My office was in, yeah. So I used to work with this high court enforcement officer. Oh, wow. But that was a, an, an interesting yeah. role. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a cross-industry man, Adam, actually. I've worked with uh, a law enforcement agency. I've worked with an outsourced business as well. I've worked with uh, a public-private partnership with a French company. And now I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own uh, firm here in Darjeeling, West Bengal. Nice. India. That's amazing. It's amazing that you've worked in those different sectors as well and now you're kind of like establishing your own thing. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. After having 13 years of experience in uh, Delhi, mm. NCR, which is Gurgaon and Noida, and then uh, the United Kingdom, I, I came back to Delhi again, and now I've moved back to my hometown to start to begin a new, mm. you know, a new journey in an entrepreneurial life. And I've also started teaching in colleges as a professor. Mm. No, it's really, really nice, and you know, to do that and rewarding, I expect as well. Yeah, you know, to like provide value to other people and make a difference to them, and to see you know people grow, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, I've been interacting with a lot of students, the youth of the future, and I see that there's a lot of uh, you know disrupt in their life uh, uh, when it comes to technology and when it comes to you know lifestyle, mm. because there is a generation gap. I mean, when we grew up, like. Uh, I, I am born in the 80s. Mm. Uh, at that time, we had less of technology in India. And, uh, you know, we had different sort of life. Today, students and kids, you know, they are busy with two, two applications in India, which one is TikTok and the other one is PUBG. Oh, God, yeah, PUBG. <laughs> and have you heard of this, this application called TikTok? TikTok, yeah, I, I do have a TikTok profile. Um, I don't post as much as I should be, really. Okay, you'll become a superstar if you if you post every day because India is crazy about TikTok. Yeah, it's it's an upcoming app, isn't it? It's definitely exploded over the past, I think, couple of months. Yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, right now during the lockdown days, I think everybody is participating to make a video, like you know, somebody dancing, somebody doing some mimicry, somebody trying to be an actor. Mm. You know, everybody. I mean, it's it's just not uh, people who who want to you know spread some awareness or or celeb. Mm. Yeah, of course, it's it's definitely something you know we should use right. more. I think, yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's it's got a high um, growth rate on it as well in terms mm-hmm. of like traffic and it's it's basically free advertising in some aspects, isn't it? You're you know you're putting it. True, true. So, Adam, uh, let's begin our conversation as in, you know, uh, I think we've introduced ourselves and I know you are pretty successful in your podcast. I I did, you know, hear two podcasts yesterday and it was very nice and impressive. Great initiative. So what what do we start with? Yeah, I just want to say, like, you know, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and, you know, I'm very grateful, you know, for you coming on and um, I really appreciate you listening. Uh, mm-hmm. to the podcast and appreciate your feedback it really means a lot but um, yeah we could we could start off like by why how you kind of got into like uh, making that leap would you say from working in all these different jobs to kind of setting up your own thing what kind of got you into uh, like public speaking and uh, okay. what you're doing very interesting question Adam yeah very interestingly put Uh, Well, after working for such a long time in the national capital, I realized that, you know, uh, as my uh, ex-chief executive officer said that, you know, you shouldn't be a big fish in a big pond. You should be a big fish in a small pond. Mm -hmm. Using that as, you know, as a motivation, I moved back to my, you know, small hometown and, and then I moved back to the hillside where I finished my, you know, earlier schooling. I was in a hostel. So... 
those memories come back and you should always take good memories from your past mm. so looking at how i was in my uh, childhood days i started focusing the same way and started doing something for the people around here i mean i opened a company and uh, it's all about training development give, getting people jobs because most people who who you know who get very average score have a tough time getting jobs in india mm. so you know i always wanted to be a public speaker as well mm. so training helped me you know get that stage fright over say i mean taking coming uh, coming in front of anything like a camera or a class or a video so i'm trying to break all my inferiority complexes which i had earlier so that i become a successful entrepreneur mm. a motivational speaker as well as if i could get a you know a, a nice name for myself so that's why i have a youtube channel called surfer as the motivator mm-hmm. because i it it was it's actually opened by my one of my followers uh they are handling my channel so it's a journey wherein you know i got motivated by myself that i should go for a change develop my personality in delhi i was 86 kilos i came back home started working out mm. focused on my fitness as well i lost 12 kilos till kilograms and now and now i'm between 74 to 75 kilograms at the height of 511 mm. so even during the lockdown days adam i'm trying to not eat much and focus on my fitness reading and writing skills so that if i take up uh, this profession as a a professor come a, a, a motivational speaker uh, as, and also an entrepreneur i have to make sure i look fit so that you know uh, people do get inspired and motivated to you know mm. uh, live their best life. Mm. No, it's really nice what you're doing and that you're, you know, you're following your passion and what you feel is right, you know, at the core of yourself and that's kind of one of the things that I think, you know, we should do as people is to follow our passions and what we absolutely. Love yeah, Adam. Because it's all about it's all about having a dream in life and it's all about how because everybody has talent in them and if you don't find it yourself who will find it for you that's the main thing I, i i believe in my motto is if i want to be good in something i have to make sure that i put in time for it and when the time uh, passes by it will definitely give you results mm-hmm. now because your podcast we had to we, we planned for it and now we are executing it so we did dream of making a podcast mm-hmm. you thought of making a podcast you made me participate and now we are live mm-hmm. so unless we think unless we dream of doing anything we won't be able to achieve it mm. even if it's a podcast even if it's if it's a youtube video so my way of planning is early morning as i wake up i put down the points that i have to do in the day i know that i have to do these many things and i make sure that i execute it and whatever is left behind i make sure i take it to the next day so that's the way i'm trying to improve myself on you know in discipline in ethics in focus because i believe in uh, three words that is spf which is strength plus focus equals to you know uh, strength plus uh, power equals to focus mm. spf mm. yeah no it's a really effective way of thinking and being in the world because um you know we need to plan things don't we um you know it's it's a good way of starting your day and kind of giving you some bit of motivation to get those tasks done whereas i find if you don't have any 
bullet points or tasks for the day, you can get distracted by things and your focus isn't really there. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's really, really interesting that, you know, you you made that jump and, you know, good for you for doing that because it takes, it takes risk, doesn't it? It takes courage to um, step into the unknown and follow what you think is right because society doesn't necessarily preach that to us. Mm-hmm. See, I'll tell you something, Adam. Because we, we are from India with, a, with such a massive uh, population explosion, mm. there are less number of jobs. People ask you questions. Now, I was, I'm from a very small town. And if I'm staying in Delhi, mm. people think that we, we are sorted in life. You know, we have every luxury and we are trying to be the best. But actually, being in a metro city, you have bigger commitments. You know, mm. uh, you have a lifestyle which is expensive. So when we come back, in the entire society asks you one question, what happened in Delhi? Okay. So if I want to explain them, they wouldn't understand that now I want my own journey to begin. I carry my experiences from cross industry. So I know what's happening in the world. And, and I try to incorporate that in my own entrepreneur journey. Mm-hmm. You know, like how do I become an entrepreneur from that experience? So now again, E for experience and E for entrepreneur. So this is how I match up with words, that if you get a good experience in whatever domain you are and come back, if you wanted to go for a two-tier city or a three-tier city, Mm. try to develop that city with that experience and give something to the city as a value. uh, As it also becomes your line of business, as well as value to the citizens of the town or your, your city and whatever. Mm. So I come back to give, give value. So when I train and teach people, I feel like I'm sharing my knowledge so that what we did not get in our times in our small town, people are accessible to it. And why not give it to, by yourself? So lead with an example, make a plan, execute it. That's how I go for it. Mm. There's no time waste in my schedule. So even if I'm listening to music, I make sure that I'm on Twitter trying to understand how to tweet. So I'm being very active on social media. Mm-hmm. That's how we connected. So I thank social media to give me Adam as a part of my you know, journey that I remember that my first podcast mm. uh, was, is with you. Yeah. So this is how. I'm, and I invite you to India so that you get a multi-culture you know, uh, exposure where you understand. Have you ever been to India, um, Adam? No, no, I've never been. I've had relatives who've been to India and Middle East and things like that. But I'd, yeah. I'd definitely love to go. No, I really appreciate it. And I invite you to India. You would have a very good time because people are very humble here. Mm. And they are very basic when it comes to lifestyle. So it is a very good journey. Like, like as, we, as you asked this question, like how, what made you decide? I think it was uh, my self-belief to do something different mm. while, the whole, while the entire world outside me is always asking me, did you take the right decision? Mm. And I believe I am educated enough carrying those experiences in my kitty that I can decide for myself what is right and wrong. Mm. And even if, it's, even if it's failures in life, I will try to take the positives from that failure and move ahead to be successful in life. Because I know what is success, because I've seen that in a bigger city. Again, starting from the scratch gives me a little bit of fear. But again, my confidence, my schedule, time management skills, and how do I put up, use my strength of speaking 
to communicate and teach so that I become a name for myself in the future. Mm. No, it's, it's really um, impactful what you're doing and what you're saying. And I think like by you doing what you're doing is going to inspire other people to do the same or to think to themselves that they can make something of themselves. Like, because you came from your town and then you've gone to other towns and then gone back. And some people, you know, in towns, sometimes that's, they don't really grow out of those towns, if that makes sense. Yeah. You're right. So that's really good. And I think, you know, we need people like you, more, you know, more people like you to be doing this. Actually, the problem is, like, you know, people being exposed to technology, again, they're using technology for the bad, not the good. Mm. So whenever I talk to the youth, I just had a seminar, a web seminar with, a, with an engineering college in my state. So I, I, I was trying to interact with students. And I see they, they, you know, they, they don't want to come up in the video, video conference calls to come up with questions. You know? mm. So I want to inculcate that skill in them that don't be scared. You know? mm. Get your facts right. If you're getting onto a seminar, make sure that you, you participate. So that even I understand what your entire, you know, psychology mm. is. And because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm learning to be a professor, I want to inspire every child that no matter what, no matter what the society says to you, follow your dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's not about just being an MBA or an engineer. It's about more than that. I mean, if you want to become an engineer, you become an engineer. But what about your passion, you want to do something in life, go ahead, be the, be the best engineer. Why not open your own, you know, engineering uh, college and start teaching and making more engineers? You know, you lead by an example, mm. correct? Yeah, Adam? no, I completely agree. I think, like, you've got to say yourself as an example and, you know, inspire the people by proving that it is possible. Mm-hmm. Because people look at you, people, because in, in India, people really look at you because it's such a massive uh, population. You know, there are a lot of celebrities, there are a lot of people who motivate people to do things. But again, you know, they, they don't do it uh, with professionally. So I want to do it professionally so that first I achieve my targets of my own. I want to become fit. I want to be well-spoken. I want to make sure that I don't have any inferiority complexes. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure people can learn from live experiences that you can improve. I mean, everybody has flaws. People who stammer still learn how to speak properly, mm. right? It's all about giving an effort, slow, steady, and, and then you speak and people are surprised. But they don't see the effort, the hard work that that child has put into forget stammering and speak properly. So these are the things I want to do because people need, people really need uh, people like us, you know, who give people platforms to perform, do well in any any domain. I mean, like in India, sports, mm. you know, is where we are struggling really, really behind. We have a lot of talent here, but it's not it's not being able to come on a global platform. But thanks to Commonwealth Games and thanks to other, you know, sports association, which is recognizing talent mm. from India. So through your podcast, I want to tell every youth of every country is wake up. 
the time has come that you should come up and you know participate in everything that you want you can do in life there's nothing that you can't achieve right that's why i, I believe why are human beings different than any any organism in this entire universe is because we have the talent to talk and think and write mm. yeah no I, i agree yeah and i think like what you were saying with you know people executing on their dreams and you know following their passion you know like the time now hasn't been you know any greater to do that is it if you think about it we've got a lot of down a downtime with what's happening at the minute and it's uh-huh. it, it causes you to look at yourself and your life and where you're at so you know this should be used as, as an opportunity to reflect on where we are and what we're doing and what is it that we wanted yeah. to i know that there are people out there who are less fortunate than others but um you know you can plan and execute for when you know this blows over you can have a plan almost mm-hmm. so uh so are you married oh, not yet no <laughs> okay okay so you, uh, so how about the support like let's talk about support from family yeah of course uh, because this is a very good point yeah like in india everybody is not as uh, lucky as people overseas you know uh, uh, in india people you know the students they are actually studying like half their age half their you know entire life in fact 30 40 years mm. they're studying so how important for you is family support to the young kids and generations to come you know to achieve their dreams how do you answer this question in your european style i i mean i'm 26 um in my family and friends have always supported me in what i do my my parents have always uh-huh. said you know if you're happy doing this then you do it um they've always kind of guided me or kind of put me in certain directions if i've been unsure but i've been uh-huh. forced to do um certain education courses or certain jobs it's kind of been kind of left up to me that's uh-huh. you know a good approach to be as you know a parent or members of your family to support you in whatever you do but you know in the western side here is like it's very much go to school go to college go to university get a degree and then get a job uh-huh. which you know i have seen people force into that kind of system and people end up doing things just because their parents are telling them to do it or their friends are telling them to do it Mm-hmm. Whereas you know I think it's just important to mm-hmm. support you know support the person whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. So in India yes there are a lot of uh, you know children they do get very good support from from family and even the government is trying to support but I my appeal to every kid is to follow your dreams and not go in the wrong path. I mean parents will support you but you have to make sure that you 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 understand the hard work the parents have put in and uh, because you know how expensive university fees oh, are some real right? yeah so uh, and and secondly you know the let's let's not ask the kids to waste their talent because most of them are going in the wrong direction because of lack of counseling mm. in schools and higher education centers do you think this is 
one point that we could discuss like you know counseling the students who are lost and they do not know what to do like you said they just go to university because somebody told them to do so they just went and finished a degree because somebody told them to do so and after that they mm. are lost so do you think do you think you know there should be more of counseling sessions and uh, students and uh, you know the people who are passing out of universities trying to go to the right jobs know that you know outside there is a jungle waiting and we have to decide you know appropriately before we pick the right job yeah no i completely agree i think that we do need more counseling so to speak and more guidance and mentoring you know for preparing people mm-hmm. for life and mm-hmm. enabling them to have the confidence to try whatever it is they want to try and that it's okay to fail mm-hmm. it is okay to uh, make a mistake because i don't think that's something that's really taught in education like when i was in school it you know we're not taught that it's okay to fail so when we do fail we feel like absolute disaster you know we need to have more tutors in education that can guide people and ask them what it, what it is it that they really want to do rather than just telling them to follow the same old system very very right very true what about what about if i may add on to that what about those students who are not scoring uh, good grades uh you know there because in, in in every country you have only few few people who are doing very well in studies but what about those average and below average students how is the university or the school or or the you know uh or university yeah whatever the teaching center how are they actually addressing this concern of a mediocre and average student like what do they do to help um, them i mean from my own example when i was in secondary school you know you had mm-hmm. bottom middle and upper maths and certain science and other subject classes so you you were kind of graded into mm-hmm. classrooms based on your grades uh and you know if you was doing well you was doing well and if you wasn't you was in bottom so you kind of then feel a bit bad for being in bottom I, I was in bottom maths and i left school you know with okay grades i mean i got a c in english i got a, a b in religious education and i was predicted a d for religious studies so i got two grades above that and when i left school i didn't really kind of know what i wanted to do i i wanted to join the police so i went to college and did public services and yeah so i i kind of found my feet through you know after leaving school and going through college but um yeah grades i think in hindsight don't necessarily matter um unless you obviously want to do something specialized then you might need certain grades but you can't let a, a grade or qualification predict the rest of your life you have bang on there because that's what everything is actually uh deciding for you i mean everybody judges you with the degree you have everybody judges you with the you know uh, the grades you have but i think 
every every child knows what it, they want to do in life, right? Because when you grow up in school, I mean junior school, primary school, you have a lot of dreams. And as you go ahead in your education system, the pressure makes you forget those dreams and take up studies as your core, you know, as a core mm. thing to do in life. So those dreams remain those dreams. And by the time you age, you forget those dreams. So this is not what it should be like. I mean, like, like, like you said, you, you did okay, great. But talking to you, I feel like you are a genius. <laughs> so unless, unless, somebody, unless somebody tells you you're a genius, you don't know you're a genius, right? It is all about uh, knowing yourself more than anybody else. So but my story is very different. I mean, I was very intelligent in school. I was one of the most hardworking students because even if 20 years I passed school, my teachers still say that you were on the top three or top four students of the school who was, you know, known for studies. So then I realized I was working in Delhi where it was a big, big pond, right? And everybody from all over India comes to, you know, work hmm. there in that city. So you become lost. Your talent is just like hmm. a normal one. So when I come back, I try to discover my own self what I'm good at. So I realized I'm good at reading and writing. I'm good at teaching people. Well, why not take, take this as a career? And whatever experience you have of marketing, sales, client handling, you, you put that in your real life experiences and you, you slow and steady. One day you will achieve what you have to achieve. Just don't give up. While people outside keep saying, you know, this is a small city. You have a different kind of target audiences, different type of clientele. But the funda is same, right? Marketing, management, everything is same. It's all about how you put it into practice and what results you get out of it and doing a lot of analysis. Do you agree? No, I completely agree. I think like with marketing and analysis and, you know, what you're talking about, you've got to, you've got to just follow your thing and just, um, execute on it and not necessarily worry about other people's opinions and um, not getting instant results because I think that's the kind of world we live in now we're, we're so caught up in instant gratification and you know we're needing instant results I think this is what causes a lot of mental health problems um, and self-esteem issues especially with social media is that people my generation, especially in the generation coming up, we've got the internet and we can just access everything straight away. And when we do jobs, you know, get into the, into the world of work, we expect instant results and we're not getting that. Mm-hmm. See, I totally agree to you. It, it, it is completely agreed. So how do we tackle this problem? How do we tackle this problem of right access to mm -hmm. right internet? I mean, students are exploiting it. So are the generations, which is already, you know, using it from a long time. How do we make this internet practice a religious practice when it comes to students? a good practice when it comes to, you know, work and business and networking. 
but there should be some sort of you know uh, some sort of guidelines or some sort of uh, you know parenting i think parenting is one one word i can use here i mean you can't control the use of internet but of course if people are taught well about uh, you know the usage and the advantages and disadvantages this could help what do you think yeah no i think you know that's what's needed we need guidelines we need uh it needs to be preached on how to use the internet effectively i think you know the internet as a whole social media and technology because a lot of us have it but don't use it accordingly to benefit ourselves in some way and people use it for the wrong reasons and the crazy thing is you know what i've seen i've worked in restaurants and hotels and i've seen customers at a table with their kids and they just hand them an ipad and they're not communicating with them and that child can access anything on that on that tablet mm mm-hmm. and it's the same in india i mean if some if a mother wants to feed the child they give their smartphone to the child so that the child is busy watching the screen and the mother mm. is feeding the child now the damage to the eyes mm. is colossal the damage to retina because when we were young we watched television 3 meters away and we had this basic superman he-man <laughs> coming on television because i because i am 35 now so you are i think yeah. way younger to me so in my times you still had your avengers i think you watched avengers when you were a kid mm. we were more of you know superheroes i mean what sort of superheroes i don't even know dc yeah. dc comics and all i i, I never knew that mm. i was more lost into books so it's like where is the parenting you know controlling social media how Well, what is the age to open an Instagram account? What is an age to open a Facebook account? Because Facebook is uh, become very fake. F for Facebook, F for fake. Because anything and everything is on Facebook. Yeah. Don't you agree? Here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Facebook's very. Um, I. Very. Uh, what's the word? It's very cluttered with a lot of. Yes, yes, yeah. that's the reason I call it fake. Yeah, that's the reason I call it fake because you get friend requests from anybody in the world. Okay. And then anybody accesses any photograph of you and we have people their views are, you know, forced somebody is forcing their views on us. You can't say anything on social media. That's why I prefer mm-hmm. Twitter to voice my thoughts because I don't know what's happening and I and I and I know that every country is now monitoring social media because that's become a vote bank also learning from learning from what is happening in america because i read a lot of a lot of articles uh, online and on different news mm. newspaper applications so what i've learned is that control over internet is under mm. the government right so how how you use it everybody knows what you're using it so it was a web that we've learned in school world wide web it's actually become a web now and we are just like small little phrase yeah i think you, you know we created the internet and you know we kind of so a lot of people underestimate it and the power of it whereas you know if you think about it if you have a gmail account a hotmail account 
Facebook account, social media account, you know, your information goes onto that web and these big corporations, you know, use our data to make money. I, I, I used to work for um, mm-hmm. a clothes shop and by getting people's email addresses per person, the company would make around eight pounds. And I, I never understood why I was always asked to get the customer's email address. And that was why, because the company make money through other people's information. And that's, that's the world we live in, unfortunately. And so, so you mean to say you are throwing some light on data, you know, the data science that... Yeah, like mailing lists and, you know, Facebook and our... Yeah. That's all data. That's all, yeah, that's all data. Because what I see is like your every application has one button as you download it. It's your email address. And then you start getting emails in bundles that you never want. And, you know, they know your, they know your database. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know your information, right? Which is not good. This is what we never had in, in, our, in, our, in our past days. When you, when you need to withdraw money mm-hmm. from the bank, you have to go to the bank. You have to actually present a check and then you get cash in your hand. That was all, you know, manually done. And as came the computer and as came the smartphones and as came the, uh, what do you mm. call that? The internet banking, mm. every data is online. Who, 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 who is responsible for the safety of it? That's my question to you. Like if you have 10,000, uh, you know, uh, pounds in mm. your account, I think nobody should know it. It's your, it's, it's, it's our hard earned money, right? And, and secondly, more data is about uh, the, the shopping data. I think in, in, from the shopping malls as well, your, your phone numbers are being, you know, uh, distributed to different companies. Yeah, no, agree I, I agree. I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to ourselves what platforms we put ourselves on and what information we put out there. We don't need to post certain pictures in certain locations or tag certain um, information in our photos. But like, it's even with applications that we download now. Um, they ask you if you want to enable location services. And then when you are nearby certain places, they then track what's in your area. And I've, I've got that on my phone. I've got a Google Pixel. So if I take a certain photograph in a certain location, it then uses my location service and puts that in an album. So it might be, for example, France or somewhere. It will then automatically... Oh, my God. I mean, that's, that's, that's without yeah, your that's permission, what Adam. you sign up to when you create an account. I think you can disable it on the location settings, but it's very difficult to. And even when you're... Mm-hmm. Say you take a photograph somewhere it will then give you an option saying restaurants in this area. So it's automatically telling you what they buy. So that's exactly what uh, the application called Zomato and Swiggy. It's a food delivery application in India. So it is using your location and gives you information from the vicinity. 
I mean, 20 restaurants delivering in this area. I mean, again, your, your, your location shared once is revealing mm. your data. Where are you right now? Yeah, right. well, on this platform that I'm using, it doesn't really have location services on it on Anchor. But um, there are applications that I have that do have your location and your details on it. So, you know, we open ourselves out up to these platforms and a lot of us don't look into the the deeper sides of it and all it takes is a, is a cyber breach or something like that and these people can then sell your information on the dark web mm-hmm. do you think do you think how safe is social media now when you've raised this question about data most data mm. is on social media right and because of these hashtags, your photographs are being, go, it's going here and there, right? Everybody can see it because it's a global platform. So how safe, how safe is social media? On the I would internet? say for my usage of it, I've been fairly safe with what I post on social media, but I think it's like you said, anybody can go on it. Anybody can access it. I think the safest way that you can be on social media is by having a private account. So on Inst- on Instagram, mm-hmm. true, very true. someone has to add you as a friend to see your pictures and your information. I think that's, that's the only way we can make our um, social media safe and not to post sensitive information and to not post certain photographs of... I don't know, your finances or your house, because you see loads of pictures of people posting what they've got in the home, or here's my, here's my garden. And you're like, well, you're asking for it, really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think. So I think, I think you're right. It's something we just do automatically. We don't necessarily think of it unless something happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that I mean, I mean, being being very selective of what you have to post on social media is so. So it should be social media very selective. As for social media, as for selective, selective people on your friend list, selective posts, selective photographs. Uh, I think you should not not show the people what you mm-hmm. own because that's yours, right? And uh, it's all about be happy within yourself and if you you, you reach that name and you think that nobody can damage you then you can put anything Mm. on social media as you want and uh, what do you think what okay this is very nice now i think you've got into a very good conversation uh what is one skill that you have developed during these lockdown days one skill i have developed So that's a good question for a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think a second. I think that I... One skill I've developed is kind of reflecting and taking action more and not being afraid to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does make because, sense. Because, you know, 
So one skill, one skill, one skill that you developed was this is, you know, is great. I mean, at least you did not mm. did develop something. You know, even with this podcast, I wanted to do it for a long time, and I didn't do it for a while because I was worried about what people might think. And I've been like that for a while. I've always kind of, you know, been a bit of a perfectionist and worried what other people think. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what other people think if you're passionate about it. Absolutely. That, that's how we started the conversation, that we have to keep these people outside our shell. Let them not do it. Let's do it. So you want a podcast, we can go for it every week. We can talk about music, we can talk about sports, we can talk about how important uh, is communication is like. You, you can pick up any topic. I, I will be spontaneous, mm. I'll take off my experiences to it, and I'll also yeah. prepare myself before I come for your podcast. So that, you know, we can make this, we can make this as a discussion and people should uh, get something out of it and it will be nice. I mean, see, nothing is bad, everything is worth a try. So why not try mm. it and not listen to people outside? So right now we're talking about skill development during a lockdown. I think this is the most important topic. Mm. Everybody is discussing that in their houses. So if we are discussing it on a podcast, mm. we're trying to make it public. I mean, listen to us. If you have come on to the yeah, podcast, no, share exactly. your it's, as well. it's about putting something out there, isn't it? And encouraging other people to do the same. And, you know, this, this right here is a space yeah. for people to come on and talk about what it is that they're doing and where they're at. Because, you know, like I said, everyone's got a different story. Everyone's got uh-huh. different experience. And, you know, it's important to share that with other people in the world and connect with people. Adam, everybody mm-hmm. has a different story. Life is a story being told every day. It's about how you write your own story mm. and how people perceive that story. So to you, mm. you have your own story. I have my own story. You know, everybody outside that you see has a story. Now, if they want to make us a part of that story, we mm. are more than no. welcome to join, right? But if they do not want us to make a part of this story, mm. you can just say to them, okay, have a good life. So let them let these people be outside our circumference, and let's do what we can do. I mean, you sitting in the in the United Kingdom, I'm sitting in India, miles away. I really think I'm think I'm thinking about my hmm. visit to UK while talking to you. I'm in the environment. I'm in people yeah. going to Tesco. You know, I, I love the the queues in the Tesco. I love the roads and the the, the cleanliness around. And I always think, you know, United Kingdom mm. is United Kingdom. I mean, you know, it has its own value. Like people put it up in the wrong way, but there is value that you added to mm. the entire world. And I really appreciate that. So mm. we, India has a history with United Kingdom. Right? We, we have everything. The English we learned and we spoke and we still mm. speak is learned from the Britishers, right? So there's a lot of inspiration I take from them. Like mm. I'm talking to you. I'm learning a lot from you as well. So everyday learning makes you better tomorrow. This is what I, I inculcate in myself. And is, if there's anything mm. anybody can take from me, I'm ready to give. And if somebody wants to learn mm. mathematics, I'm ready to learn that subject and teach them. Because if I have the capability to motivate people to do something, mm. I need to learn that and teach it. 
Learn, unlearn, relearn. Hmm. This is the principle of life. I think you've hit the nail on the head with that. And, you know, I I think like what you said about learning and relearning a bit, to learn it, to be able to teach it, I think a lot of people out there are teaching things that they don't really know much about. And that's probably... Mm -hmm. I'll give you a short... I'll I'll give you a very simple example. I, I was handing a social media team in, in Delhi when I was working. So right now I'm very active on social media because I learned that act, you know, the, the art of social media marketing through my social media team. So if you learn it and if you do it now today, people say, why do you post three posts in a day on Facebook? So I, I tell them that it's a way to make sure people try to know what you have in you. So social media connects. Now, what I've learned in my, mm. my employment is what I'm practicing. Tomorrow, I might teach you as well. I did teach my office people, my office uh, employees, and they learned the art. So people will always stop you. They don't do this. So Adam, why shouldn't you do this? Because if mm. you want to do something, you should do it. Like you feel hungry, you will eat food, right? Or will you wait somebody to tell you that now you have to eat mm. food? That never happened in our lives. And can, has anybody stopped you from eating junk food? Yeah. <laughs> I think they should stop you from that. <laughs> has anybody told you alcohol is yeah. bad for you? No, they'll offer you a beer. <laughs> so this is how it is. What you want to do is if you say, I quit alcohol, right? So they will tell you, why quit? I mean, you can take it. It's good for your health, right? So this is because, because there is a lot of things mm. we learn from everyday practice, right? That's how our conversation is being more interesting is because we are discussing a lot of live activities, live experiences, what we have. And this is how we have to, you know, pass this on to the coming generations that choose the right habits, choose the right ways to live life. And even if you do a small job, just be happy. I mean, what if, you know, in the future you might do something on your own? Because I promote entrepreneurs and young generations should start taking up you know, new work because employment is the biggest problem in the world right now. And due to lockdown, mm. you know, there are a lot of job cuts all over the world already. Now, me, me and mm. you, we are like freelancing people who have mm. the time. Most people are worried about their jobs. So why not be entrepreneurs mm. and help people get jobs? And I believe in women empowerment. So in my organization, I have a few employees, but most of them are women. Because if they can handle a house, they can yeah, handle any Yeah, no, I completely agree. And you I think, agree? you know, we need to act on our dreams and we need to take, that, take those risks. And, you know, if there's something you want to do, then do it. And, you know, set up your own business, set up your own thing, if that's what you want to do. And with, like... Mm-hmm. Don't, yeah. don't you agree? Don't you agree, Adam, that, oh. you know, uh, women entrepreneurs are always an asset to your yeah. organization? Yeah, I mean, massively. Your, I mean, your, 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 your I, when I worked in a hotel, the, the main manager, she, she was a woman and she was highly successful, highly motivated. Mm-hmm. And she, she, you know, ran the place like clockwork. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very kind of... Mm-hmm. There are certain cultural 
differences and there's there's a lot of um what's the word black and white old ways of thinking that you know are being outgrown now and there's a lot of successful women out there and women shouldn't be judged and you know they're on the same equal path as men and successful business women out there mm-hmm. like when you ever watch the apprentice on television mm-hmm. uh, half the time it, oh, the no, past don't. few people who've won it have been women and you see them do these tasks and, and the blokes haven't got a clue mm-hmm. and you know I mean, they shouldn't be labeled as being lesser than men as in some places I think that's can be the case I know in some countries that there isn't many women in high up in the government, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good point. That's a very good topic to talk on. And I believe I believe you know we should all work together. Gender equality should you know always prevail. And everybody should get a right mm. to prove themselves that they are worth the job. Because every office, every organization has their own sort of, you know, political game for growth, for position, right? But what I believe is one becomes a leader once he earns it. And once he earns it with having a team as a family or a community and working together towards one goal. So if everybody together men or women, you know, both, I think both have the capability to do well in life. They all should work together and start founding small startups, you know, even if they failed in life, even if they had a job hiccup, you, they do have ideas, you know, like, have you heard of this, uh, you know, hotel concept no, I've never heard of it. from India? Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's making a lot of money. You can Google it. And it was a startup initiated by one of my, one of somebody mm. I always follow, Mr. Ritesh Agarwal. Mm-hmm. And it's for budget rooms like Airbnb. So Airbnb is not a success in India much, but OU is because OU gives you rooms at very cheap prices and uh, people mm-hmm. are ready mm-hmm. to go for it. So it's all a concept, right? Your ideas that you have today, we have such applications like different photography applications, uh, mm. you know, different gaming applications. Somebody has made it. Yeah, so everybody is in, very good at computers when they are a kid, but they don't take it up as a profession. You yeah, no, I completely agree. And, um, you know, if you look at what's going, you know, what's around us and businesses and corporations, you know, that was somebody's idea. That was somebody's creation. And... You know, I'm I'm sat in my car now mm-hmm. doing this, and I, I've got a Toyota. And you think, you know, that that's somebody's idea. You know, there's mm-hmm. everything is being created mm-hmm. by somebody or someone's idea. And you know, there's no stopping you from creating something. Absolutely, it's just a matter of trying. You know, trying it out. And even if you do fail, then I think you can only grow from your mistakes and failures cause you to reflect on how you want to improve. And, um, but, you know, with the world, it's amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, I pick up, you know, inspiration from sportsmen, 
my my hardcore you know inspiration comes from all these sportsmen who 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 become successful after a lot of failures in life yeah. like you know Usain Bolt he runs like a, he runs like a puma mm. that's why he's an amb- ambassador for puma right and who does 100 100 100 meters in 9.3 seconds i mean it's impossible but that fellow he runs and mm. he runs in every olympics and makes it a point so you know they they do have their you know glitches and hurdles in life you know because you need to be fit all the time mm-hmm. to run with the same pace or even faster so these people i should wish we think we should take inspiration from them because just mm-hmm. by their talent as a sport yeah they become billionaires right so why not you pick up your talent of writing or speaking mm-hmm. or you know entrepreneurship mm-hmm. or you know discovering something even isaac newton discovered yeah. gravity sitting <laughs> yeah. under a tree okay so did he did he did he have anything any equipment no did he have anything different that we had did he have a smartphone no right if he had a smartphone that time i think he would be on an application <laughs> yeah. rather than studying yeah. gravity what do you say and now and and if he was on the smartphone it would have been distracted from the apple falling on him and probably you know want to and that that's something you know yeah. one of the downsides to technology and phones is that you could be looking down at your phone and you could miss opportunities because all the opportunities are around you mm-hmm. you could there could be that person that you bump into or lo- or meet or look at it could be a friend an old friend that then leads to a, a business meeting or you know the love of your life that's i think that's the only negative to phones is that you know when you're looking down you're not looking at what's going on around you which could then uh, open opportunities for you we were kind of distracted all the time that's how it is that's how it is so so through your through this podcast i just want to appeal to everybody who listens to it that stop dreaming with your eyes closed mm. start dreaming with your eyes open and success mm. is within you don't find it find it in others and if if you were able to reach that with hard work and dedication there's nothing that could stop you because i've been reading a lot about self belief and what i believe is that if you think you can do it you can do it and if you think you can't do it nobody in this world mm. can help you do it no i completely I I completely agree and connect with that. You agree and I that? think you know we are our own pilot if that makes sense. You know we're we're the one who steers and flies mm-hmm. this plane to where we want it to go. And we're in complete control of that. And you know we instead of mm-hmm. being a victim of our circumstance we need to create our circumstances. because that's where it all starts is our you know our belief system mm-hmm. you know experiences from the past that we've taken from it and the beliefs from those experiences so if you failed a race or something you might think oh, I'm not very good so then we kind of believe in a very good and then that leads on to you know next thing but if you want to create something then we should do it and we should believe in ourselves mm-hmm. and even through fa- 
Mm-hmm. As you said, as you as you said, every business is outside mm-hmm. was actually created by somebody. That's so nicely said. Everything that we have around you mm-hmm. or that I have around me has been created by human beings. That's what I think. I mean, the car, mm-hmm. the Toyota you're sitting in has been made by Toyota. Right? So I think everything can be made. Even Tesla. Tesla is the biggest example today. They, won't, they were not doing well until 2019 or 18, I think. I mean, uh, everybody was actually being a critic for Elon Musk, uh, the main guy. And suddenly he came up with this concept of electric vehicles. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely the way of the future. And the thing is, I think as well with new projects and things, it does receive a lot of backlash. And, you know, if you think about it, they're just people's opinions. You know, what does it matter? He's still grinding on what he mm-hmm. he believes in. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's what happens with a lot of businesses and a lot of mm-hmm. things when they start out. They can really see, receive a lot of criticism. And then, you know, over time, that mm-hmm. thing develops and people then start changing their perception or perspective on things. So while 2020 has brought a lot of bad mm. for a lot of people, there's good, good news for Tesla. And there's a lot of good news for other people like, uh, you know, the... Uh, mm. Supermarkets. The food industry is doing pretty well. The, the demand of hand sanitizers. Yeah, the, the, the logistics, they're doing well. Uh, I mean, of course, the aviation industry is suffering. The fuel price, you know what happened today morning. Yeah, I saw that. The lowest, lowest fuel price that has gone today in the U.S. So there are a lot of things. Yeah, there are a lot of things which is going up and down. I think this is the new change. I mean, when we come out of the lockdown, India is going to have 40 days of lockdown. That has never happened in the history of our country. And we will come out to a different world tomorrow. And I think there will be a lot of opportunities for a lot of people. And there will be a lot of despair for a lot of people because... A lot of existing things will not be functioning like it was. Mm. And a lot of new things will be Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, I think what do you say? with how society's been up to this point, I think we were kind of going too mm-hmm. fast, if that makes sense. We were kind of working too much and, you know, not valuing family time. We were not taking... We were taking certain, certain things for, for granted. And I think the system has had to somehow collapse Mm -hmm. for it to reboot and rebuild itself, if that makes sense. Because the way we were going just wasn't benefiting ourselves or the the planet. You know, the planet. What, Adam, uh, this is a very important question that I want to add on to. What actually happened that every, everybody went inside their houses. What happened? What happened all of a sudden? This is a question I asked to myself too. What happened in China that put everybody inside their houses? Where did we lack? Where did we not take this seriously? Because the news was out since uh, December or January. And my first video on coronavirus was in January. And nobody paid attention to it. And now everybody is covering their face with their mouth. I, I think people have been a bit switched off 
I feel like almost like we've been awake but asleep at the same time. And I think businesses and the governments have been more focused on other matters and, you know, finances and money and capitalism a lot of. And, you know, like a lot more money is being put into research, like new research is being implemented now into germs and certain ways of researching them. So I think, you know, they haven't been taking things serious, to be honest. And that focus has been in completely different areas. Because I, I saw an article and it said that our prime minister was meant to chair five COBRA meetings on the coronavirus, but he didn't. So he's receiving a lot of backlash. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because because uh, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of people who've lost their lives, and I think uh, lots of people have died before they deserve to die, and I don't think there should be one virus that should be the reason. Mm. I mean, one virus cannot take your life. There are so many viruses in the air. Yeah. No, I think I completely agree, and agree? I think the media isn't putting out half of what's actually been happening and yes you're absolutely spot on so who who is controlling the media not showing us the reality because we want to know the real picture because Mm. today humanity is afraid to go on the road so who will tell us the right information why is china shielding information from their country and why is it that we are not known with the right numbers that how many people are actually fighting for their lives? Because health workers are facing a lot of problems. And I think everybody says that you're looking for God in temples and mosques and churches. They are actually in hospitals mm. covered with their faces, taking care of infected yeah. people. No, I, I um, completely relate to what you're saying. And I think you're right by saying, you know, the, the gods and those doing the work or those in hospitals. I mean, one of my cousins works for the NHS and he's on the front line and um, he's doing, you know, lots and lots of long hours, you know, to, to combat, combat this. But the, I think the media in China controls a lot of what they want the outside world to see as well as their own people. And I know that during January or December time, there was a doctor and he contracted it and he tried warning people about it and they um, silenced him and they didn't want his word getting out. Yeah, that first person who contracted it. Dr. Lee. Yeah, he and was a lot of these people disappeared. And I saw YouTube back. videos on certain web on certain websites where these people who were talking about it were arrested and they just vanished and they were chased by the authorities. So it makes you wonder. There's a lot of you know conspiracies around what's happened, whether China uh, developed something, because when it happened, they by force grabbed people from their homes and put them into certain isolation centers. So, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies around it, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they 
kind of need to take some responsibility for it instead of blaming the Americans, which they're doing. But mm-hmm. I think I think I think Adam, we should uh, you know I think the truth mm. will be out because the truth is never hidden, right? Whatever happens happens for a reason. Maybe we had to leave our nature to heal. You know, there was a lot of uh, pollution and emissions, you know, what was happening around the world. We are all running for money. And uh, this has taken away a lot of trees. This has taken away a lot of lives. This has taken away a lot of jobs. This this has been a rat race, actually. So now we are coming back to life after this lockdown. I hope, the hope is the word here, Mm. that the world is ready to accept. I completely agree. And I think, we, you know, we've been caught up in this rat race. We've been caught up in this competition to be the best, have the best thing. Um, and we've kind of been blinded by that. And the thing is, when things like this happen, people have, are in these corporations, are in these jobs. They've got all this money, but they can't use that money. You know, a lot of people are doing things they don't enjoy to get money. And you can't use that money. So, you know, why not do something you love? Mm-hmm. But we need to. I think we, you know, we need to take a step back. We need to slow down. We need to be more mindful of our actions. Be more mindful. I think. We, I think we. Mm. Should, I'll just add on here. We should rethink. We should rethink what happened, and I think we should make sure that these. No, I, I completely agree. Do you think do you think do you think we are ready for another pandemic after 2020? Do you think we have the gut? I do you we think do you think, I think we have the that, courage? You know, this right now is like a learning a massive wake up call and learning curve and I think if we prepare ourselves and get sufficient equipment, if we get sufficient supplies, if we get sufficient um, regulations in place and ways of behaving in the world, then we can deal with it head on. Whereas at the minute, we're kind of chasing our tail. I think mm-hmm. every country's had it different, you know, have uh, had it worse than others. I mean, mm-hmm. We can't blame anybody. You can't blame anybody. I know China is one country with everybody's mm-hmm. putting raising fingers on. But I think we should blame ourselves first. I think what, if we were very careful in January, this would not have been the situation right now. We just let people travel everywhere. And you know, China products, Chinese people is around the globe. Who met whom, where? Where did the virus travel? Mm. Where did it start from? Nobody knows nowhere, right? If we knew that something is coming from somewhere, we would have been prepared. But at that time, mankind was nowhere. They were busy in their own lives, running after money. You know what's happening today, right? You have no Amazon delivery at your doorstep. Today, you kept your smartphones aside. Instead of ordering something online, you're actually checking what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. This is how the entire thought process has changed. 
in the last. Well, the whole logistics has right? completely changed from from all of this. Completely, completely. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the aircraft, which were actually slashing rates for passengers to come and fly with them, today they are carrying equipment. And, and the whole supply chain, you, you know, we rely on a lot of stuff from China. So when you think of this virus happening, the whole supply chain collapses. And you, so I, I watched a podcast on Joe Rogan with um, a disease mm-hmm. expert called Michael Osterholm. And he was saying that a lot of hospitals, mm-hmm. especially in America, um, get a lot of their equipment from China. And, you know, this is why, you know, operations get pushed back and prioritized. And But in, in hindsight, if everything happening, it makes you realize how vulnerable we are as humans and all it takes is a virus to come along and stops everything to a standstill. And we've, yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. Virus is a surprise to us. We did not take certain diseases seriously, actually. I mean, a virus can do a lot of damage. And people, as they are saying, that it started with the wet animal market in China, in Wuhan. And I started researching from then and there what happened in in Wuhan and what's happening. And my first guess in January was was the wet market in in China. And uh, they say that in 2003, the respiratory syndrome, which which is known as SARS 2003, started with civet cats. And today we have, these, uh, hmm. you know, COVID-19, which starts as, uh, you know, bats. So we are all thinking that the bats from this animal market may be the reason, but it's all a myth. It's all a question mark. How, what, when, why? If we try to get into the roots of this, if we try to get into the roots of this, we will make sure that we come up with some solution. We come up with how how we can save yeah, humanity. Yeah. I think no, that's completely so, fine. I think we should wrap up here. But with I, I was just going to say, like, one last thing is that, you know, it's mother nature and we, we, we think we're in control of, you know, this planet and everything else, whereas, you know, it's kind of mother nature and the planet as well, you know, isn't it? It's kind of 50-50. We need to take a bit of responsibility as well. Mm-hmm. So I hope we've touched a lot of topics today in this podcast. I hope uh, yeah, I've no, been different it's, than the other speakers. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure to have you, have you on, and um, I'm show. very grateful to have connected with you, and um, I've really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it too, Adam. I want you to come up with, because now uh, we've had a very long conversation, I want you to come up with very good topics. Let's explore each other's knowledge and experience and make this a channel where people can listen to and relate to. I mean, we could do a time frame so that people don't get bored. And uh, we could do something like this because you are in Europe, you have all the technologies mm-hmm. there. You have your reachability. Yeah. I mean, I, I have my reachability. I will try to you know, post your links to my connects and we can come up with great topics. I mean, 
Today we've clubbed everything. Tomorrow we can talk yeah, yeah. about. Let's take up communication skills as the next topic, and I I think we can mm. I think we can come up with great ideas how people can improve it, and how we can you know help people learn something yeah. how to talk. No, and of I course, if you sounds great to learn me. how to talk. You can be in our podcast channel. All right. So it was great. Yeah. It was great connecting, and I would look look forward to. To your link after you've done yeah, your work. No, of thank you. And, it really means a lot. I'll um, I'll I hope do just that. Out to be very good. No, you're welcome. Yeah, you too. You Take so care. Yeah, thank you so much. Hi, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for tuning into this podcast and I'm really, really grateful to be on this path and journey with you all. If you would ever like to provide feedback, you can do so by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review or you can send me an email at thepositivitypodcast.gmail.com All feedback is much appreciated. If you would like to donate anything at all, I have a Patreon account where you can donate a small amount and you get exclusive content from the podcast. Or I also have a PayPal if you would like to donate anything as well. Just a small gesture. And all donations all go towards the podcast and making it a better experience for you all. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes.